Welcome to Light Up Your Life with me, Michelle Mayur. These podcasts are created especially for healers, lightworkers and indeed all spiritual seekers and are selected from inspiring interviews, angel-guided healing meditations and lots more. Let's feel your heart open, experience greater happiness and joy in your life and move into greater alignment with your life purpose. I invite you to visit my websites at healthehealer.com, that's heal-the-healer.com and angelwingshealing.com to find out more about the healing services and products I offer. Please note that the guided meditations should not be listened to while you're driving, operating machinery or at any other time that you need to stay alert. It gives me great pleasure today to be interviewing Arda Ozdemir on a really important topic for healers and lightworkers everywhere, namely raising your energy, vibrating higher for optimum health and for assisting others to heal. True to the vision of connecting healers and lightworkers from around the world and of drawing upon the healing knowledge of different cultures, Arda brings a decidedly multicultural flavour to today's interview. Currently he lives in Palo Alto, California, but he was born in Turkey and has also spent time studying and working in Australia. Whether or not you work with clients as a healer, do you find yourself feeling tired and energetically drained more and more often these days? Perhaps you're putting it down to trying to juggle too many different activities in your life. I know the mums on the call can relate to that one. Maybe you're so focused on giving and caring for others that you're feeling burned out and even losing your enthusiasm for your healing work. Or you may be trying to suppress your own negative emotions, thinking that as a healer, you should already have dealt with your own shadow side and negative emotions, so you mustn't admit you have them. With the intensity of the new vibrations coming onto the planet at this time, it's even more imperative than ever to develop or further our skills in raising our own energy to keep up with the vibrational changes. In this very timely interview today with Arda Ozdemir, he will be providing practical techniques to help you vibrate higher to reach your highest potential for the benefit of yourself and others. Towards the end of the call, he'll also be leading us through a powerful group healing process to release negative feelings. Among some of the topics he'll be discussing today are stresses and anxieties commonly experienced by healers and how to manage them, how to deal with negative emotions, and how to work assisting others to heal without losing your own energy or burning out. Arda Ozdemir has been an energy healer and spiritual mentor since 2007. Prior to that, he worked in the accounting and finance field as an executive at various companies in Silicon Valley in California, Sydney in Australia and Istanbul in Turkey. Seeking the meaning of life since he was a teenager has led him to understand who he is and what life is about and played a significant role in his transformation from a finance executive to an energy healer and spiritual mentor. His private practice is located in Palo Alto, California, where he provides individual healing sessions and conducts workshops and personal and spiritual growth uh, about spiritual and personal growth. 
negative life patterns and mindfulness. His energy work combines Qigong and Reiki energy modalities with emotional freedom technique and executive coaching principles. So that's a very interesting mix. Arda believes that at the individual level, there is no limit to human potential and the capacity to achieve balance and joy in life. Any limits we feel are set by ourselves due to past personal experiences and life conditioning. To this extent, through becoming more aware of our physical energy blockages, limiting thought patterns and distracting emotional attachments, in general life conditioning, we can transform our life into something more joyful, more balanced and more enriched. Clients have described Arda as one of the most tuned in practitioners they've met and feel that Arda was born to do this work. Even in the midst of working in corporate finance and accounting for years, Arda found his tremendous capacity for healing and balancing energy. Arda also offers distant energy healing and mentoring sessions across the world that uh, some of you may be interested in taking up later on. He'll be giving you more details at the end of the call. His website is www.qigongforbalance.com. That's spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G, the number four, balance, B-A-L-A-N-C-E, dot com. Um, there are also some great articles on his site and he'll be giving you further details on how you can contact him at the end of the call. I suggest that you, if you haven't already uh, got one, you might like to get a pen and some paper to just take some uh, notes during the call because I'm sure he's going to be sharing lots of really useful and practical information with us. So without further ado, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Arda Ozdemir. Welcome to the call, Arda. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle, for a great introduction and, and for inviting me. Uh, I'm honored to be uh, invited as a guest to your monthly seminar series. I think your service to healers and light workers around the world is really precious, highly needed, and, and well-received. So I'm really looking forward to this to this hour with you and, and answer your questions and hopefully shed some light on... on um, how to increase our, our energy and vibrate higher for ourselves and also assist others to heal, um, heal others. Well, thank you. It's an honor to have you on the call, Art, and I'm very glad that we met those years ago via um, that group, that, that healing group that we were in together. It was a really good connection. Arda, uh, you thanks had a very Linda, interesting... To... Yeah, definitely thanks to Linda. Um, you've made a very radical transition from being a finance executive to being an energy healer and light worker. The two uh, areas just don't really seem to go together for most people. So what what brought you to where you are now and what motivated you to leave the corporate life behind, which I presume was probably quite a well-paid one? I didn't start with a plan to become a healer uh, while I was at, at finance. So I didn't do much. It kind of came uh, from within. Uh, being a finance executive was a very stressful job, as you could imagine. And about five years ago, having worked in accounting and finance, as you mentioned, for about 20 years, it really started wearing me down physically, mentally, and emotionally. So around that time, I started my personal transformation. I was looking for answers, how I can get out of this physical pain and and non 
stop mind chatter and emotional ups and downs. And during that process, I turned to Qigong meditation and then to Reiki and Qigong energy healing modalities just to enhance my health and well-being, just to kind of explore uh, alternative methods to to enhance uh, my being. However, right after I learned... Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. I'll let you finish. <laughs> no, I was going to say, right after I learned these energy healing techniques, I was very curious at applying to others. Because it was very important. As a businessman, I didn't want to jump on immediately healing others. So I just kind of opened my, my practice. So first, the curiosity. I was wondering how they uh, would feel my energy healing, uh, the way I apply Qigong and Reiki. And then I started pro- providing energy healing sessions to anybody I can convince around me. Of course, you know, my family first and then friends. And then even at, at work, I was actually able to convince some colleagues um, to, um, to, to receive energy healing. So the more energy healing I did, uh, I felt more passionate and I, I believe also improved the energy that I was uh, channeling. And then a year after the first professional energy healing session, I, I decided to leave accounting world behind and, and start my own practice. So that's how it happened. Okay, so just like uh, a lot of the rest of us, you started off working on uh, uh, family and friends as our guinea pigs and, and testing out things <laughs> on yourself too. So uh, <laughs> and some of the listeners on our call might also be in that state at the moment of perhaps not quite having the confidence to get out there in professional practice just yet or maybe not even wanting to, but um, having fun working with family and friends. And yes, it's a great way of getting some very positive feedback from people who will be brutally honest with you at times. Uh, so have you got personal favorites that you use yourself for raising your own energy, uh, personal modalities that you, you really enjoy using for yourself? Yeah, um, I have a few. Um, my favorite is the standing static Qigong meditation. Uh, I was working with a uh, spiritual mentor, and at the same time, I ran into this Qigong master and learned the, the Qigong meditation. Uh, again, that was about you know five years ago. Until that time, I was looking for a meditation practice, and I couldn't seriously calm my mind down. And this static Qigong meditation, that standing static Qigong meditation was the meditation that I was able to master after extensive two-minute practices a day. Um, and after that, I became very, very much sound uh, of it, and I, I still do it on a daily basis. It's a great tool to calm my mind, and also it manages my energy very well. It helps me to manage my energy. So I practice every day at least 12 minutes uh, before before I eat my breakfast. And um, besides that, uh, breathing is, is something that I go to from time to time. I count my breathing, breath, inhale, and exhale. There are a couple of modalities around that. Um, your listeners would like to know more about it. I can uh, give you a few more tips on that. And then the 
diaphragm breathing is very crucial to bring all of the energy into our core so that we can build up our, our foundation so that we can bring the feeling of safety uh, within our energy and therefore we can actually start trusting life and increasing our vibration accordingly. Excellent. Now, are you going to be taking us through any of that Qigong meditation uh, later today? I know you've got a uh, healing experience uh, lined up for us, so I'm not sure if that includes any Qigong meditation or not. But if it doesn't, could you just give us a little bit more detail now about what Qigong actually is for those listeners who aren't familiar with it and, and you know, why, why it's so special in uh, working with the breath and helping to raise our energy? Sure. So first of all, to 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 our difference, the qigong, the way I learned uh, the standing qigong meditation, and it has some, some variations, uh, lying down, sitting, uh, etc. My qigong master, my qigong teacher, did not um, emphasize the breath, and therefore it is very simple. You concentrate on on a dantian point, which is three fingers below uh, your belly button. And through your mental concentration and focus, you start increasing your energy, and that your life force energy starts actually uh, running through your body in a more effective and expanded manner. Therefore, it is basically a mental training, and through that mental training, you get into the management of, of your energy. And qigong is the, is what it means actually. Qi is the life force energy, and gong is the discipline. So it's basically what it means is that it's the discipline of of or managing your your life force energy. The breathing. Okay, is, but go ahead. No, that's all right. We continue. There's a bit of a gap on the phone here, so sometimes I'm not sure whether uh, you you finished or um, it's the the gap that I'm getting, and that's just because I'm in Australia and you're in America. So there's quite okay. a long distance um, geographically. I agree. There's there's a little gap uh, there, and maybe we should do the, what the you know TV anchors do. Back to you, Michelle. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, no, I'm not. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So, uh, so the other thing is the breathing. Uh, the breathing is nothing to do with the, the qigong meditation I do. However, it has enormous calming down uh, effect on on energy. So the main issue overall, I mean the, the essence of everything is controlling your thoughts and and your emotions. Calming your thoughts and your emotions. Understanding your thoughts and your emotions. In order to do that, you need to be grounded and centered. And breathing helps with that process a lot. So counting the breath, counting your breath is very important. It's a great exercise to train your mind. For example, there, as I mentioned to you, I know very quick two uh, methods of that. One is when you're inhaling, you count one, two, three, four, and then then exhaling, you count one, two, three, four. You inhale one, two, three, four, etc. You can you keep counting your inhales and exhales. Other method that I use is that you count your breath, inhales and exhales. Inhale one, exhale one. Inhale 
two, exhale, two. Inhale, three, exhale, three. And it goes on like that. And to be honest, most of us who are suffering from mind chatter will not go to ten without without forgetting the count and going into their deep thoughts and coming back. So <laughs> yes, I, I can relate to that one, yes. <laughs> yes. So I, I highly recommend who to someone who has not done any meditation, who can't, who are suffering, uh, who is suffering from from mind chatter, I would highly recommend to start with these two breathing exercises. And every time they forget the the counting, they they should go back and start all over, and and, and stick with uh, with this practice. Yeah, that's that's very practical advice. Breathing is so important, and just turning uh, on that relaxation response through deep breathing is amazing. I also like that you mentioned about being grounded, because when we're talking about raising energy, it can be very easy to sort of float off into to space if we're not grounded. So yes, working on creating a firm base is excellent. So uh, why is it so important for healers and light workers in particular to uh, in particular, to continually work on vibrating at a higher frequency for the benefit of themselves and others. What are, are some of your views on this? Well, um, first of all, I mean, for, for healers and light workers, the most important thing uh, is, I believe, uh, to vibrate higher, uh, to work on, on ourselves, on ourselves, so that we can actually. Uh, solve our own energy blockages and start vibrating at a higher frequency. Well, if we don't vibrate higher, we can't really take care of ourselves to start with because there won't be the awareness to take care of ourselves. And if we don't take care of ourselves, we will not be able to be the best conduit for the energy and guidance we bring to our clients. So that's important. If you're going to... Really, if we are planning to open up our practice and if we are planning to attract clients and provide the best healing we we can, then we need to we need to vibrate higher. You know, beyond that, if we don't vibrate at a higher level, we are susceptible to receive the bad energy we are clearing from our clients. We will feel tired after each session as we absorb that energy and it will eventually affect our health as well as our healing practice. But it's crucial that we vibrate higher and know how to get to higher vibrations. Yeah, it's about also in training the client's energy to match ours. So obviously if our energy is vibrating at a similar level to theirs or even lower, then we're not going to be any use at all. So we, we need to make that commitment to working on vibrating as high as we can so that we give the best possible opportunity for our clients to also entrain up to that higher vibration. Exactly. Exactly. And and you, you, you stress out the best point. If we are energetically not matching, vibrationally not matching our clients, actually, I, I believe we should be not matching but just vibrate at a higher level than our clients so that the energy that we can bring into our client's energy field 
is much more powerful and more healing because if it's the other way around, the, the client is vibrating at a higher frequency and we are tired, we have certain things in our mind, we are not vibrating at a high level, we will definitely receive that energy at the end of the session. We will feel tired and exhausted. Yeah. So, Ada, what are some of the, the common stresses and anxieties that healers in particular suffer from, either personally or professionally? Because I know we're a pretty unique lot of, um, you know, often very sensitive people, um, sometimes misunderstood for what we do. So uh, what are some of the common stresses and anxieties that you feel that healers in particular suffer from? Well, I can think of um, at least three. Uh, these are all from my personal experience. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of uh, healers from different cultures and, and all, um, all around the world. So they might have uh, something else, and I like to hear uh, from them at the end of the call. They like to share the stresses that they are feeling. But first of all, the transition to be a healer was a very stressful one for me. As you can understand, I had an identity with my fa within my family, uh, with my friends, and everybody who knew me uh, till that moment when I announced uh, I was. I was a healer. So to become a healer comes from within, within us, as I mentioned, and pushes us to that direction. It's a passion. It comes uh, solely from our heart, our compassion. And our mind goes, well, is there a legitimate business model? What's your education? What's your experience? What are you doing? What's going on with you? Just stick with your your finance career. What are you doing? Wow, mm. you know, <laughs> our heart our heart will say, "Go for it, man! Don't worry about it. Everything's gonna be all right. Trust the universe. Just trust your skills. You're gifted, etc." And it, it is a very very stressful one transitioning from from that you know mind dominated um, culture or 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 persona into following your heart is, is a big shift. Oh, yes, and I think a lot of us have either been through it or are in a situation of currently being pushed towards it. So, yes, it's, it can be a, a huge life decision to make, but your soul keeps pushing you if you're, you're a healer and if, if that's what your heart wants you to do, it will keep keep pushing at you. Yes, exactly. And actually... Um, of course, after that, you, you start, okay, the numbers don't make sense. Again, in my experience, numbers didn't make sense, meaning the finance and accounting, the books and all the corporate world and all that stuff. So when I decided to follow my heart and my passion, the next stress, the second stress factor was the money. So the first question was, okay, now I don't have education. I know I can heal. I transfer some energy and people seem to be very happy about it, but how much do I need to charge for this? You know, I, I didn't really kind of spend too much time on this. So the question, like, really, what's worth? And also the passion, the heart, since, um, you know, we are following our heart, 
we are very easy to get to. Well, I can do this for free. Maybe I should ask for maybe a little donation or something like that. That's how I believe most of our uh, most healers uh, start their practice, and uh, it's because we follow our hearts. And unfortunately, these types of statements are usually the signs of insecurity, and we will experience definitely. Uh, yeah, we will. We will experience that. We will. We are not attracting many clients, even if we provided um, free services. And that's the other stress factor, and it's kind of related to the transition. And um, that's what I was actually waiting for until I, I uh, before I left finance, I was waiting to get through that that insecurity uh, to some degree. And I have a third uh, stress factor I want to add on top of this because also it, it relates to our heart and to our passion. Again, healing is an art, an art of passion. So we care. We care. We jump onto this, you know, healing um, service because we care about people. Not that other non-healers don't care, but it is one of the factors that pushes us into into this more strongly than than anything else. And as healers, as we care about people. There is there is a limit for our caring, and sometimes how much we care depends on how much we want to heal versus we want our clients to heal. I don't know whether it makes sense. Uh, let me just explore the, the what I mean a little bit deeper. The difference here is that we should stay detached to the results of healing. Everybody has a different experience to gain from the healing process. So we need to respect that. So some people are ready to be healed, and I've had miracles with people in one session. It's incredible. The bruises, the swelling goes, the bruises goes from the from the you know body, or they start sleeping after years of insomnia. They start picking up um, certain things. It just like you know they they quit their addictions, etc., etc. So huge miracles, and people say, like, oh, wow, you're a miracle man. And in versus, like in other instances, there are some clients who are slowly progressing in their healing process. And really, after a while, you, you need to, you, you understand that everybody has a different experience, everybody has a different readiness, and as we need to respect that, we need to also let the energy take care of it. Engaging ourselves too much as we want to see ourselves as the best healer diminishes our vibration and exposes us to lower energies and the worries and and losing our, our higher vibration levels. Okay, so it's basically just stepping out of that ego mind that wants good results for all our clients and learning to hold the space for our clients to heal and giving them the opportunity to heal whether or not they're ready to heal at that time is up to them it's not up to us 
So that's a very important point that you were making, or a number of very important points that you were making before. So how are, uh, what are some of your favourite techniques for managing the stresses and anxieties of healers that you were just mentioning before? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned a few, a few techniques uh, before, and, and I can reiterate, and I want to emphasize also another, another very important point, um, important to me. Uh, that I'd like to share. So first, uh, let's go through the techniques. Again, as I said, uh, standing, sitting, Qigong meditation is very, very vital to me. I do it every day. Uh, that's my favorite. And it's just um, concentrating on the Dantian point, uh, managing the life force energy. Everybody can look up today. Uh, just Google Qigong uh, method. Uh, there are tons of sites. They show all the, you know, postures, etc. Uh, the next one is the breathing, as I mentioned to you. You know, a couple of breathing techniques, diaphragm breathing. Breathing is very uh, good technique for managing uh, stress and anxiety. And also having some quiet time for yourself. So self-reflection time is very important. What are the things that are stressing me? What? What? Why do I feel anxiety? So observation, observation of thoughts and feelings is very, very important. I want to emphasize this a little bit more because what this means is that meditation practice comes to your daily life. It's not that you are you have this corner of, of, of your home where you you find the, the you know quiet tranquility that you've been looking for, but just by observing your thoughts and feelings, by becoming more self-aware, you bring that self-reflection and meditation practice into your daily life. So when you're stressing, you're at the same time absorbing that stress and observing, sorry, observing that stress and finding ways to get to know yourself. Through that, you keep your, your centeredness and your groundedness Keep your vibration level at a higher level. Yeah, those those are all really, really um, practical ways. And look, I don't know. We can't seem to get away from the benefits of daily meditation. It, if uh, the listeners aren't already meditating on a daily basis, just start. Just just whatever meditation, even if it's just a breathing kind of meditation, the counting one on the in-breath and the out-breath, as Arda was mentioning before, you will find that you'll get such amazing benefits from meditation. It's not boring at all, uh, and because you feel so good afterwards, even if it takes a little bit of practice, uh, the, the benefits are so worth it. It just puts you into a different space, and it also gives you that opportunity to connect more with the divinity within yourself and also often get very creative solutions to problems that with your conscious mind you just can't figure out. So, so many benefits to meditation. My meditation time is first thing in the morning when I wake up. It's just part of my, uh, I guess, my wake-up ritual if you like and it sets me off on the right foot for the day. I feel great afterwards. So, moving along, because uh, time's uh, getting on as it always does with these tele-seminars. Uh, I know you probably covered a lot of this before, but this uh, question uh, particularly relating to if you're seeing 
a lot of clients, so people who've, uh, healers who've actually built up a successful healing practice. Um, have you got any other techniques that you would add in particular for people working, seeing a number of clients to stop from depleting um, their own energy and also uh, from even burning out? Yeah, um, well, I, I want to uh, focus or emphasize the importance of staying detached. Again, our focus should always be bringing the best energy, leading our clients' energy field, helping them to balance all of their energy blockages. As long as we stay detached to the healing process and the results of the healing and take care of our physical, mental, and emotional health, we can heal as many as as many people as we can afford during a day. So we can keep on a regular practice and heal many, many clients. As long as we take care of ourselves, the physical, mental, and emotional health, and they detach the result of the healing process. Okay. Um, now, you're using the word detached a lot, and I, I agree with you. Uh, there's one thing that I'm, I'm just sort of hearing some people shouting out in the background, but I merge with my client's energy. What do you mean detached? Uh, and I've found that myself, that you know, during healing sessions, especially energy healing, which is what I, I specialize in, uh, that you merge basically with the client's energy field. So how can you get that real sense of connection with your client and also be detached at the same time? So how can you be you know, uh, tapping into the client's body, getting the sensations and so on, but also being detached? Very good question. So let me explain. Uh, when I am in the, in the healing um, session, I'm in a trance. I am fully emerge with my client's energy field and at the same time I'm bringing the energy. So I think we all do the same thing. What I mean with the detachment is about that caring. For example, if our mind is thinking, oh, okay, I see this energy block, I need to get it out. I need to get it out. Focusing on that. The mind chatter goes um, in the background just saying, oh, go there, go there, or just kind of giving ourselves full energy out of ourselves to heal the client. That is the attachment to the result. That is too much caring, maybe too much caring about ourselves. As you put it, uh, egocentric movement. What I mean is that... that as long as we are emerged, we we are emerged with we have emerged with the with the client's energy. As long as we have a, a quiet mind and we are kind of accepting to become the conduit for that energy transfer, everything works properly. The energy has its intelligence goes to the places. You start noticing the energy blockages more clearly on your client's body and energy field and everything kind of starts like a really a perfect dance. A swirl of energies and everything works so beautifully and magically. 
Excellent. Well, I think we'll be trying that. I think it's probably time to uh, start the group healing experience. So are you comfortable to to lead us through uh, a group experience now to help us release negative emotions? All right, let's try. Okay, so tonight I want to, or this morning and this afternoon. <laughs> Wherever you are. It could be good afternoon for some people. Wherever. Wherever, however, <laughs> I want to mention that uh, I hope you are not driving um, and, and not using any uh, machinery at this time because if you are going to participate, I'd like you to find yourself a very comfortable sitting position. And I want you to take a few uh, minutes and think about one thing that you worry about. Again, one thing, whatever comes to your mind that is a real worry for you. Well, if you have many, many things coming uh, coming to your mind as um, you think about what you worry, then um, just write them down or try to remember at least a certain maximum three of them. Okay, just keep thinking about one thing that worries you. Just visualize what kind of situation or person that you worry about. Just connect with that feeling for a minute. Connect with that feeling of worry. This is the thing that you worry about a lot. Connect with that worry. Now I want you to sit really comfortably. Your palms on your thighs, facing down. Take a deep breath in. And then slowly exhale. And as you exhale, close your eyes. Your eyes closed. Take another deep breath in and get your body more comfortable in your sitting position as you exhale. Now, slowly start releasing the tension out of your body. Begin from your feet. So relax your feet. Now your ankles. Relax your ankles. Relax your knees. Then relax your legs. Relax your upper body. Then arms and shoulders. Now relax your neck, face, and head. Now imagine the universal energy flowing in through the top of your head into your body. To assist your imagination, I will be standing, and I am standing right now, I am standing energy, transferring universal energy 
into your body through the top of your head. I want you to open to receive this beautiful universal energy through the top of your head. Every cell in your body is absorbing this universal energy that started flowing through your body. As this powerful energy is spreading throughout your body, you are becoming the light you are. You already feel the expanded energy that you feel the universal energy is just flowing through your body. More and more you can feel that you are becoming light and radiating light from the center of your body. Bring your attention to, to your core, to your center, and keep radiating your light out of that center, out of your core. Keep radiating stronger. Imagine yourself, witnessing yourself from a distance. All we could see is light just spreading out of your center, radiating out of your center. Now I want you to feel it from within. I want you to feel from within that you radiate your light brighter, stronger. To your home, to your environment, to your neighborhood, everywhere. As you radiate your light, you start vibrating higher. You can even feel the expansion of your energy through the top of your head to the sky, through the bottom of your feet to the center of the earth, and expanding to, your, to the sides. Feel that power of expansion. Feel the power of radiating your light. Enjoy that expansion for a while. Now, slowly connect with this thing that you worry about. What worries you the most? Stay in that light and slowly connect with that feeling. Connect with that worry. Maybe because you are vibrating at a higher level, maybe you may even feel in your body. Some of you will feel the discomfort somewhere, physically, somewhere in their body. Where does it show? Up in your body. Connect with it. If it doesn't, connect with the thought. Connect with the feeling of worry. While connecting with your worry, keep radiating your life from the center. Again, expanded energy. Keep your vibration up. Radiate your light out of your core, out of your center. Keep the universal energy within yourself as radiate as you radiate your light. Keep the universal energy and your life force energy flowing so that you keep your energy expansion. 
Now slowly bring your attention to the bottom of your feet. As you are connected with your worry, I want you to start slowly releasing that feeling, that feeling of worry into the floor, through the bottom of your feet. Yes, slowly start releasing. Start releasing the worry into the floor through the bottom of your At this moment, you're vibrating so high that you can release these negative feelings of worry. The things that you worry about are disappearing, floating away into the floor through the bottom of your feet. All you need to do is on the bottom of your feet. Just release them. Just release them into the floor through the bottom of your feet. The light is a powerful light. You can release and disconnect from this worry. Just let it go. Just bring your focus on the bottom of your feet and let the universal energy take it out of you. And one more time, just releasing your worry into the floor through the bottom of your feet. You may feel some tinkling at the bottom of your feet as you release your worries. You may feel that the discomfort, the physical discomfort, has disappeared as you release your worry. Observe your body now. As you observe your body, become aware of your body. Take a deep breath in and slowly exhale. Now we are coming back to full consciousness in 10. I'm going to count slowly as you become more aware of your body. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Take another deep breath in and exhale. 7, 8. Become aware of your entire body, physical body. 9 and 10. Open your eyes. Stretch your feet and legs. Hands and arms. Stay in your sitting position for a few more minutes. As you observe your surroundings and your body and come back to full consciousness. And don't forget to drink a lot of water afterwards. Thank you. That was absolutely wonderful, Ada. I'm still feeling 
my energy field so expanded. I'm just looking out of my window here into this beautiful garden I have and the colours of the hyacinths are so much more intense and vivid than before. So it's really created a, a huge shift. I found that was very easy to do as I'm sure a lot of the the healers on the call did as well. It's a, obviously a wonderful technique that people can actually be using on a regular basis to raise their energy. I'll definitely be doing that again too. And just feeling where that worry had been held, which for me I found it in a section of my heart, it was just very easy to just let it flow out and down through the soles of the feet and into the earth. Beautiful. So thank you so much for that, Arda. It was a fabulous way of raising our energy and letting go of negative emotions. So I'm looking at the questions now. Um, I, I'm looking at a wonderful question from Michael in Toronto and uh, I think he's probably summed it up for a lot of healers beautifully. So um, are you ready to go with a few questions, Arda? Of course, of course. Okay, so Michael in Toronto is asking, I always worry that I will charge something for healing and they will say, I don't notice anything. This is a scam or, or something along those lines. So what can Michael do about his anxiety about charging for healing if um, people possibly say at the end that they don't notice anything or it's a scam? Uh, that's a very good question, and, and I touched on this uh, a little bit. Um, so thanks for the opportunity to, to go actually deeper on that. Um, anything, the way I look at it is really anything that, that uh, provokes a negative emotion in, in us, within us, is an opportunity to learn about ourselves. So it's not really about clients. It's not really about us charging anything or nothing. Or, or whether we, we provide a certain, you know, healing to somebody or, or our clients. It's about our ourselves. If we have the the insecurity, it is from. Uh, I tell you, Michael and Michelle, without a doubt, I live this every week. So whenever I have a doubt, insecurity, a client will tell me. Oh, you know what? I I think this is this is not good, or or this this price is too high, or or this and that. So if we don't have the insecurity within us, everything will go fine. And the clients will come in; they will be absolutely um, happy the healing that we provide and willing to pay whatever we are asking. However, if we have insecurity, I suggest going to your heart and and coming up with a number that you're absolutely comfortable with, that you can tell a client, looking into their eyes and tell the client that this is worth what your, what worth your, uh, your sessions are. When you get to that point, everybody will be paying that and everybody will be enjoying your healing. That's a, a wonderful answer. Thank you, Ada. I actually have my prices written up on the wall so that 
people will come in and if they don't already know what I charge, they see the prices on the wall and that's it. So it's, it is very much about getting that confidence to value yourself and what you're doing. I'd also suggest for Michael that he uses that meditation that you just took us through uh, to work on his um, you know, feelings of insecurity around charging and, and knowing that you know, some people just aren't that sensitive, that they're just... They won't feel anything. It doesn't mean it's not working. It might hit them like a ton of bricks later on, but that's not uh, that's not Michael's problem. It, it's basically is that person ready to heal, and the space is being offered for that person to heal, and then it's up to the person themselves whether they actually take it on board or not and do heal. You know, there are often secondary gains by remaining ill, as I'm sure uh, many many of the people listening on the call today will be uh, aware that you know you can do the best work, use your very best skills, and yet nothing seems to shift. And it just means that that person is not ready to heal. It's not nothing against your your own ability. Yeah, we've got a, a, an interesting uh, question from Colette in Sandringham. It's just a, a little bit different to what we've been discussing, but I think it's still very relevant to bring it in. So she's saying, Arda, I find some people, including some of my friends, just seem to drain my energy with their negative outlook on life. What can I do to protect myself from this? Um, well, this is something that we all face from time to time, um, not just uh, friends, um, but also family, um, etc. But um, first, what I find uh, helpful is to express our feelings. You, you cannot. One thing you cannot do is to internalize the frustration that you have towards your friends. So expressing your feelings is 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 very important process, but it's a very delicate subject as well. So it needs to be dealt with so that everybody knows what the others think and feel. So when you're expressing your feelings uh, of frustration or how you guys are not getting along anymore or or that you are actually uh, kind of exhausted or drained uh, as you hear about their negative outlook, then just express your feelings, be natural, be neutral at the same time and centered and, and see how they are going to take your feelings. And also this, the other thing is that you need to understand why your friend's negative outlook bothers you. So as I mentioned before, the negative emotions are always great opportunities to learn about ourselves. So there might be some clues about you and your relationship with them. Or there's some clue, uh, there's some, some opportunity of self-awareness as you go through your frustration, how you drain your energy as you think about their negative outlook. Another suggestion that I would um, give uh, is to engage yourself in an activity that you love and so that you can release the negativity out of you. So it could be an uh, activity, an exercise, or maybe artwork, a creative work, something that is, that is joyful, that is fun for you. I think those, if you do those three things, you should be, should be pretty, pretty good and, and uh, you should feel very good 
as well as uh, maintain uh, your energy at a higher level. Excellent. Uh, I'm just thinking time's getting on, um, but I think we can just squeeze in one more question from my Turkish friend in Melbourne, Perry. Um, I was asking Perry the other day the correct pronunciation of your name, Arda, and she told me, and I thought, hmm, I think I'll just stick to saying it with a broad Australian accent, so I hope you don't mind, because it didn't sound anything like it's written. <laughs> so anyway, look, um, Perry has said, Hi, Arda, thank you so much for sharing your valuable knowledge and experience um, and for the wonderful meditation as well. Also, thank you to Michelle for selflessly organising these wonderful teleseminars. Thanks, Perry. Um, my question is, Ada, how do you take care of yourself as a healer? Do you professionally see others? Are you connected to a group of like-minded professionals where your energy is vitalized and rejuvenated? Or is what you do personally with Qigong meditation and breathing enough? Uh, wow, this is a great finale. Uh, this is a great question. Um, so that is a question that I always ask um, because I, I had uh, previously when I started my personal transformation, I had uh, different mentors along the way as I walked through the stages. Uh, today, I feel you know, that I am very self-aware and I do have certain practices that, that clears, uh, clear my, my energy, uh, energy blockages. However, from time to time, I connect with um, with um, uh, spiritual uh, mentors, with uh, gurus and um, Zen masters or, or um, Qigong masters, and, and receive their their energy. I don't have a group um, right now, but I teach uh, meditation in groups. That's a pretty uh, strong energy that clears everybody, including me, uh, that, that can be counted as, as group group practice. And uh, I still read a lot of things to kind of explore about myself, about life in general, how we can, you know, stop suffering, how we can um, kind of learn from our life challenges, etc. So I keep myself or try, I should say, almost always in that uh, self-reflective meditative state throughout the day so that I pick up very little negative energy and keep my awareness at, at a very high level. Excellent answer. So, Ada, can you just tell us a little bit more about where people can find out more information about what you do and how people can contact you? And also, if you've got any uh, special offers or anything that you'd like to offer the listeners today, I'm sure we'd be most uh, interested to hear about them. Yeah, sure. Um, thank you for the opportunity to plug in my practice. Um, first, I'll start with the promotion. I, I think everybody knows now about the, the website, qigongforbalance.com, um, Q-I-G-O-N-G, number four, balance.com. And uh, let me talk about the promotion, and that's actually what I like to um, promote right now, uh, offer. So 30-minute phone consultation, complimentary, just to explore how energy healing can help you. 
with your life challenges and any imbalances in your uh, physical, mental, and emotional field. And I offer, within that 30 minutes, one consultation, or a Skype consultation, I should say, I will also uh, sample, or you will get to sample, a 15-minute energy healing session. So that you can actually, from first hand, you can experience the balancing effects of the energy flow within your body. And uh, feel free to email me at arda at qigongforbalance.com with any questions or comments for more information. Excellent. Um, well, hopefully some people will take you up on that offer. Uh, it's a really great offer. So I think uh, we're getting um, pretty close. Well, actually, we're slightly over time already, so I better wrap this up. I know that uh, even though it would be really easy to just keep on talking with Arda today because he's got so much great information to share, I know many of you have other commitments that you need to get on with today. So much as I hate to do so, it's time to um, say goodbye to everyone. So Arda, it's been just delightful having you on the call today. Um, the, thanks to you, we've got lots of great takeaways for our listeners from the interview and lots of practical strategies to help us raise our energy levels and keep them higher, no matter what the circumstances are around us that may be trying to drain our energy. And I particularly like that really powerful group healing process that you took us through, and I, for one, will be doing that often. I'm still feeling that real sense of expanded energy and the beautiful colours of my hyacinths, and also doing it in a group context like that, we were all radiating out so much energy and that creates such a powerful healing for our planet as well. So thank you so much for that, Arda. Um, so thank you, Arda, once again thank for you. a wonderful you, call today. And I'm, I'm so glad we first connected with each other via Linda's group. So bye, Arda. Bye, bye everyone. Bye, bye Take care. Love, light and blessings to everyone. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I invite you to leave a review or a rating on iTunes. Don't forget to tell your spiritual friends about Light Up Your Life too. And for more information about my work, make sure to check out either of my websites at healthehealer.com that's heal-the-healer.com or angelwingshealing.com May your days be blessed with light and love and until next time, bye for now. Namaste.